This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Roundball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Friday, March 26th, and today we will be giving our quick reactions to the big moves that happened at the NBA trade deadline. We are sitting down to record this very soon after the deadline has passed. So these are our rapid reactions, and hopefully we are able to make sense of all of this and what it means for our fantasy squads moving forward. We are absolutely going to try. So that is all coming up in just a minute. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, how are you holding up? I think you've been working for about 96 straight hours without sleeping. Is that accurate? Actually, ironically... The day I, I finally got some sleep was trade deadline day, but I managed to uh, crank out a video or two, maybe, and uh, maybe maybe a column. And uh, of course, we're we're doing this this podcast right at, in the heart of it all. So yeah, it's been it's been a busy, fun day. Um, you know, I love the NBA trade deadline when I'm not working the NBA trade deadline, but when you're working the trade deadline. There's so many rumors beforehand and so many it's just it's just such a news worthy event that it there's just a lot going on. We gotta start with the big one here, okay? Nemanja Bialica is on the move to Miami. No, we're not. That's not the one. Uh let's we gotta start with the magic, obviously, because the magic totally cleaned house. We'll start with Aaron Gordon going to the Nuggets for what basically amounts to Gary Harris and RJ Hampton coming back to Orlando. And this is where I'll say we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of which draft picks traded places. We're going to talk about the players who moved because that's really what we care about in terms of fantasy. So Aaron Gordon heading to Denver. First things first, Steve, this seems like potentially bad news for Michael Porter Jr. Are you worried about that one as a guy who drafted Michael Porter Jr. in about 96 leagues? I think the key word that you said was potentially. I'm not really worried about it, to be honest. Uh, I think the Nuggets know what they have in Michael Porter Jr. They didn't bring Aaron Gordon in there to ruin 
Michael Porter Jr. Now, what Aaron Gordon is going to do is ruin Paul Millsap. You will not see Paul Millsap's name uh, come across these parts anymore. It's it's over. Uh, no, I, I think Aaron Gordon plays the four. He plays power forward. I think Mark, Michael Porter Jr. is a good enough of an outside shooter. I think he had, what, five three-pointers last night, Wednesday night, that Michael Porter Jr. is just going to be just fine out there at small forward. And then – you know, somebody who I really think caught a break from this whole thing was Will Barton because Gary Harris is now out of town. Will Barton has kind of been shaky at best. He had a terrible game on Wednesday. I think he was freaked out about the trade deadline. Uh, so that's good news for Will Barton. I'm not worried about Michael Porter Jr. in the least. And back to Aaron Gordon, if anybody has needed a change of scenery and to get out of that, dysfunctional world it's not really dysfunctional but it's a weird world that magic kingdom world in orlando uh i think it's a good move to get aaron gordon out of there let him uh, get some new life in denver all right as for the two guys who are going back to orlando in this trade i don't think you should be rushing to pick up gary harris at this point we we've kind of seen gary harris get hurt enough and kind of lose enough steam from his glory days of a few years ago that i'm personally just kind of leaving Gary Harris on the waiver wire. I will say RJ Hampton is a tiny bit intriguing, a guy who has averaged around 10 points and eight boards per 36 minutes, the rookie. So I'm at least keeping an eye on him. I'll be watching that first Orlando box score. If I suddenly see RJ Hampton getting like 25 minutes in that game, uh, I might add him in some deeper leagues. Yeah. And like you said, we've kind of seen Gary Harris get injured. Well, we've kind of seen Gary Harris one time since January is what we've kind of seen. So (laughs) Like I said in, in the little thing I wrote about it on site, uh, Denver's not even going to know Gary Harris is gone. And so Will Barton and Compazzo can just keep doing their thing, and, and uh, they'll never know the difference. Gary Harris's adductor issues have adductor issues at this point, I would say, <laughs> Steve. Uh, okay, the next big move for the Magic out of three we're going to hit from Orlando, and maybe I should have led with this one. Nikola Vucevic is headed to the Bulls with Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter going back to Orlando. So for starters, Steve, before we get into who you think the winners and losers are, or let this be the jumping off point, for starters, I think this can only be a good thing for Vooch. Now, he obviously was the man in Orlando. So I guess there's a chance he loses a little bit of usage playing with Zach Levine, potentially. He's not quite the center of the universe that he was. But on the flip side, you don't have to worry about a shutdown as much you know, when he was on a team that was going absolutely nowhere. Well, I I think Vooch is going to be basically the same player in Chicago he was in Orlando. I think playing with Levine, I think they're, those two guys are going to love playing the, together with each other. I think they're going to be uh, sort of a dynamic duo. And I think Vooch takes a hit at the beginning because he's going to be uh, getting his feet wet, learning the new plays, how to run with his new team. But once he gets... Uh, institutionalized, so to speak, uh, he should be good to go. Yeah, I mean, I think we could see Vooch take a hit from the career-high 24.5 points, and he's averaging a career-high 20.6 field goal attempts this year. It could take a slight hit. We might see him a little closer to that 20-12 and 12 guy that he's been in recent years, but that will do just fine and has done just fine for us in fantasy in recent seasons. Now, the other names that we got to talk to in this transaction talk about in this transaction are Wendell Carter Jr. and Otto Porter. I'm kind of uh 
Gary Harrison, Otto Porter Jr., in that this is a guy who used to be a real fantasy dynamo who can't seem to stay healthy, and I'm pretty much ignoring him in this move until I see otherwise. As for Wendell Carter Jr., that's another guy who the change of scenery should do him well. What are your thoughts on those two? You know, if you look at that depth chart in Orlando, Otto Porter Jr. is possibly, out of healthy guys, the the best player on that roster. Wow. Um, I mean, just go through it. Cole Anthony, Michael Carter-Williams, RJ Hampton, Terrence Ross, James Enos, Dwayne Bacon, Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, literally, Otto Porter Jr. is the best player on that team right now. Now, that's not counting Jonathan Isaac. That's not counting uh, Markel Fultz, who we'll see back next year. But that's what the Magic are doing here. They're, they're loading up on draft picks. They're building around Fultz and Isaac, who are signed long-term. And I, I would not be surprised if Otto Porter Jr. just goes off the rest of the way. Well, the other guy we've seen from Orlando kind of flying off waiver wires, at least in some of my leagues, is Chumo Kiki for the Magic. He had 17 points and four threes on Wednesday night in like 20-ish minutes. I don't want to get carried away, but he's a, he's a guy with a fantasy-friendly skill set, can get some defensive stats for you. And so if they're they're willing to up his minutes after this complete purge in Orlando, I think Okiki is another guy who could ha- be, be really interesting on a team that is going absolutely nowhere. Which is the Magic. So yeah, um, and this is going to shock you, but I haven't really watched uh, Okiki play this season because I, I do whatever I can not to watch the Orlando Magic play basketball. So um, I, I'm interested in checking him out. Now Now that now that all this is going on in Orlando, I kind of want to watch this team. I want to watch Otto Porter ball out. I want to see Okiki do his thing. And Wendell Carter Jr. I mean, if just like Aaron Gordon going to Denver, WCJ needed a change of scenery out of Chicago. He was never really didn't ever really appear to be wanted there. I don't know how wanted he is in Orlando either, but it's at least a change and a new a new start for him. So, you know, I, I drafted Wendell, Wendell Carter in a lot of places this year. Didn't really work out. Now he's sitting on the, some waiver wires out there. So uh, he is worth a watch as well. Big time. And I mean, you know, the Detroit Pistons, Steve, have been a team, a bad team that has been extremely fantasy friendly all season. So I think maybe the hope is that Orlando can be that team where, yeah, they're horrible. They might win like less than 10 games the rest of the way. But there are a lot of young players and some veterans who have potential to put up big numbers. And now that leads me to the next thing, which is that Evan Fournier is gone as well. He's headed to the Boston Celtics. That is obviously... Not ideal for his fantasy value now playing alongside Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Can you take any sort of optimistic approach to this, Steve? Or I just sort of imagine Fournier going from like 19 points to like 14 or 15 in the blink of an eye. That's exactly what I think is going to happen. Better team. Boston needs a spark. They're obviously struggling, to put it lightly right now. The other thing, Brad Stevens has never been afraid to play a deep rotation and kind of not focus on on one or two guys he kind of spreads things around uh, it's not a great move for Fournier it's a, it's a good move for the Celtics uh it's gonna hurt Fournier it's gonna hurt Marcus Smart it could even hurt Jalen Brown a little bit uh, I just think you've got like sort of a three three-headed monster out there on the on the wing all right the one other name I think we need to talk about from Orlando before we move on from this team, hopefully for a while, is Terrence Ross. If he can get back on the court, this is a guy who could 
really find himself with a lot of shot attempts down the stretch for the Magic. Yeah, and he was he's been playing well all year. Like he and Otto Otto Porter Jr. look like the two guys that are gonna carry the offensive workload for that team, which means there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of outside shooting going on there. It's it's just not it's not gonna this isn't gonna work. <laughs> uh, but no, Ross and Porter are both in a really good spot right now. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. All right, just a reminder, if you're struggling to decide who to add off of waivers in the wake of all this trade deadline madness, or just keep up with your fantasy squads in general, you can get access to our League Sync tool, our DFS tools, and our betting tools by going to edge plus nbcsports.com enter the code stew 10 for 10 percent off any subscription are you raising your hand steve i did um what? we should talk about lou williams coming to atlanta too i can't believe we've waited this long did you forget about it i didn't no let's talk about it the hawks have acquired lou williams <laughs> in exchange for rajon rondo's absolute anchor of a contract and i think they got some second round picks and cash back from the clippers as well clippers taking on rajon rondo 7.5 million next year which as a hawks fan i am quite happy to see apparently rondo was a good influence on the hawks locker room that the young players seemed to like him and he was kind of like an extra coach but that's an expensive uh, extra coach and he wasn't that good when he played so i'm looking at lou williams a 38 percent three-point shooter as a nice bench piece for the hawks but you don't see any fantasy value here do you I mean, like I told you off the air, the Hawks are so deep. I don't even know how this is. I I don't know how Nate McMillan is going to manage this rotation because he can only play eight or eight to ten guys, and he's really got like twelve or thirteen that should be playing for NBA teams. So just a, a, just at, at shooting guard alone, alone, if you look at the depth chart, it's Cam Reddish, Lou Williams, Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich. I mean, that's four potential starters and they're all just stacked yeah. up over there well first of all lou williams becomes the backup point guard i think and because they they don't have another you don't love point brandon guard. goodwin <laughs> brandon goodwin has not i saw a cutaway of brandon goodwin on wednesday night it was on tv it's the first time i'd seen him in weeks so I also think Lou Williams. I, I'm i'm intrigued and curious to see if lou williams cuts into kevin herter's minutes a little bit because Honestly, I think Kevin Herter has been a, a weak link for the Hawks all season and shouldn't be as playing as much as he is. So I do think you're right. I think Lou is going to play point guard because they do need him there. They have enough shooting guards, clearly. And like you said, I think the big loser out of that 
deal in uh, Atlanta is Kevin Herter, and he could Red Velvet could could take a take a back seat here. Yeah, because you might see Loop, you know, play point guard, backup point guard, but then get plenty of shooting guard minutes as well. I mean, he could easily get twenty five plus minutes, I guess. So I shouldn't totally write him off in fantasy, but you know, deep league special, really, which is what he already is at this point. Yeah, this is not a this is not a fantasy blockbuster trade. No, and Atlanta no. really isn't a fantasy blockbuster place right now. There's so much depth. We saw your guy Johnny Collins kind of quiet on Wednesday. Uh, Trey was out there hitting from the logo, <laughs> and uh, they're on a little bit of a losing streak. It's time to get that turned around. Two games. Okay, let's move on to Victor Oladipo is now. A Miami Heat. He has been traded to Miami with. Do we say a Miami Heat? A Miami Heat. Is, is that the? Is that how you say it? Would say it? That's how we say it. Yeah, he's a Miami Heat. Uh, Avery Bradley and Kelly Olynyk are headed back to Houston. I will say this seems like the end of Kelly Olynyk's fantasy value. Turbulent as it may have been in Miami, he did have some his moments there. It's hard to picture him going to Houston and being relevant? First of all, would you agree with that? Well. <laughs> or not? What is Houston doing exactly? Like, you go down that roster, and, I mean, it's not crazy to think that Kelly Olenek could not go to Houston and, and have the same role he had for the Heat. I mean, do they play Daniel House over Olenek? Maybe, maybe not. Uh, Olenek can also play backup center maybe hurts uh, Justin Patton a little bit, but it just depends. If, if Houston's going to focus solely on young guys, then yes, so Linux done. If they're going to let all the guys on the roster kind of sh- hash it out and play the best players, then a Linux uh, value probably holds if he starts a power forward. If he's not starting for Houston though, yes, he's, he's done. His fantasy value's done. I mean, I guess it's wait and see on Olenek. I don't think if I'm whole, if I'm you know rostering him in like a twelve team league or something like that, I don't think I'm quite cutting him loose yet. Maybe give it a couple games and let's see. Because I guess there's a chance that that you know things go well for him in Houston. It's that that one feels a little bit murky. We know though that this is good for Victor Oladipo simply in the sense that he avoids the dreaded Houston shutdown. Had he stayed in Houston, the outlook would have been pretty bleak down the stretch. Now he goes to Miami. I think we can assume. You know, Oladipo's numbers from what we've been seeing, Houston take a little bit of a hit going to a better team. Is the bigger impact for you, though, what happens to, to those other guys in the heat rotation? You know, like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, those guys who have been kind of on the fringe of being worth starting in fantasy. Is Oladipo going to completely crush those guys? Maybe. Uh, I, that's a good question. First of all, I think it's a really good trade for the heat. Now they have Jimmy Butler and... They have Victor Oladipo and they have Bam Adebayo. That's their new version of the big three, which is pretty, that's a pretty strong three. They still have Goran Dragic. They still have Kendrick Nunn. They still have Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson. Like you said, somebody's going to take a hit out of that group. And it's probably going to be Duncan Robinson first and then Tyler Hero second. They've got a lot of guys on that team that can run the point now because Depot can do it. Dragic can do it. Kendrick Nunn has been doing it. Tyler Hero. Um, has also played a lot of point guard for a team. So there's a lot of options for the Heat to play with there. I don't know that Duncan Robinson was really a, a fantasy-friendly guy anyway. He was kind of inconsistent. So if you were holding on to him and weren't sure what to do, probably safe to cut him loose. And then um, 
Tyler Hero has been a little disappointing this season, I would say. Been a little bit quiet. Kendrick Nunn's been kind of going off uh, point guard. So I thought they were showcasing Nunn to, to move him today, but he stayed put, which it's going to be interesting to see who how the point guard minutes shake out for that team. Well, this is also a team that is being rumored to be the front runner to get LaMarcus Aldridge um, after a buyout from San Antonio. So I don't know. You're talking about the Hawks having a crowded rotation a minute ago. This Miami rotation is suddenly feeling very crowded and very top-heavy with Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Victor Oladipo. You can picture all those guys getting their numbers, but then anyone after them, I think, is suddenly going to start to get pretty risky. That's my takeaway. Well, and I know you're just trying to upset me right now because you know when you look at the, the depth chart in Miami, the only name that's on there at this particular moment is the Monza Bielitsa, who's my guy. Uh, you know, I was all ready to fire up a, a Bielitsa uh, jersey order when I win my my Luca bet. But yeah, Aldridge is probably going to sign with the Heat. He's pro- he could start a power forward for them, and then that gives them a starting lineup potentially of say Kendrick Nunn at point guard, Oladipo at shooting guard, Jimmy Butler at small forward, Aldridge at power forward, and Bam at a bio at center. And then you've got Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, and Duncan Robinson all coming off the bench, not to mention defensive stalwart uh, Trevor Ariza. That's a deep team. That's kind of a loaded team, and that is a team that is really going to scare the rest of the East, I think, once they once they get it together. Worth noting a couple things for the Raptors, Steve. Kyle Lowry is staying in Toronto, surprisingly, as of now. He was you know, rumored to be on the move to any number of teams, but he's staying there. That's actually probably the best news for his fantasy value because I think, as I said the other day, the the Raptors are not, Nick Nurse and the Raptors are not worried about running Kyle Lowry into the ground minutes wise. So his fantasy value is intact. Meanwhile, they've traded Norm Powell to the Blazers in return for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. So my initial reaction to this is it feels less than ideal for Powell. He was kind of in an ideal situation. Now suddenly... It's a real crowded wing situation in Portland. And then, meanwhile, Gary Trent Jr., I guess, potentially gets a boost here if he's going to take over the Norm Powell role in Toronto. Well, I think the Norm Powell role in Toronto was so good because Norm Powell is that good. Like, I think that Norm Powell is going to take the Norm Powell show on the road to Portland, and he's going to step into that Gary Trent hole and that Rodney Hood hole and hopefully keep it going uh, the way he had it going in Toronto. So I don't think it's necessarily a horrible thing for Norm Powell to be in Portland. And I think he's going to make that team. He's going to make that team better than they were when they had Hood and, and Trent back there. And then when you look at Toronto, getting Powell out of the way for Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet should really help them because Gary Trent, let's be honest, is just going to come in and shoot threes. And he's not as good of a three-point shooter as Norman Powell is. And, you know, Gary Trent's going to be a designated three-point shooter in Toronto, but that frees it up for Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet to do their thing. It unclogs that backcourt a little bit, I think. Yeah, interesting. I, it, it, interesting to hear you more optimistic than me about Powell in Portland. It sounds like you're not necessarily worried about him losing that much off of his recent numbers. And Norm Powell is one of the more underrated players in the entire league, in my opinion. No, it's a, it's a great real-life pickup for Portland. I guess I was just worried about it from a fantasy standpoint for Powell, but you've talked me into not being quite as worried about it as I was. May, it, we may not be looking at the same... I guess you've talked me into being more optimistic about Powell than I am about Fournier. 
you should be a little worried about Powell. I don't think Powell's okay. going to step in and be exactly North Powell because he's having a career year and he, he was so good. So I don't know if he'll be that good, but if he was able to do that playing alongside Lowry and Van Vliet, I don't know that playing alongside Lillard and, and CJ is that much different. It's different, but it's not. I don't know if it's that much different. You, you make a great point. One more name I want to talk about, one more trade to talk about. Daniel Tice is going to Chicago as well. And this is not significant because we expect Tice to be fantasy relevant in Chicago. This is significant because, in a sense, it's one last name in the way of Robert Williams. However, Mo Wagner is going back to Boston. So, long story short, Steve, do you think this move is made to clear more playing time for the Time Lord in Boston? Well, I'll tell you what. I'm not really worried about Mo Wagner hurting the Time Lord. I'm not super scared of Tristan Thompson hurting the Time Lord, and I'm certainly not afraid of Luke Cornett. If I ran into Luke Cornett in a dark alley, I'd be like, this is cake. No, I'm just kidding. Clearly, clearly he, he would destroy me. But as far as fantasy basketball goes, this is a dream come true for Robert Williams and his managers. And I could not be more excited about having grabbed the Time Lord, thanks to a little little push, a little nudge from our friend Adam, Adam Schefter. Uh, I've got Time Lord everywhere I could have it. It's hard to look at it any other way, right? I mean, because Daniel Tice seemed to be a valuable player for Boston, you know, a team that is still in the hunt. And why else would they trade like a useful veteran like that, if not to clear the way for a guy that they're talking about giving more minutes to later in the season? And is this a trade that helps Boston? You know, I don't know. I like the way Daniel Tice would hit uh, three pointers and just do the dirty work for that team. I don't, I don't know that they're not going to miss him more than they think they might. Yeah, Tice seemed like a sneaky, sneaky, useful big guy. But, but I'm all for it. I, hey, clear the way, clear the runway for the Time Lord. I'm good with that. All right. all right. Well, these were just our rapid reactions to a whole flurry of moves. So make sure you check back on the NBC Sports Edge NBA page, NBA player news page for much more analysis still to come. We may be revising our thoughts in the days to come, and we will talk about that next week when we're back with the Waiver Wire podcast. Uh, that's going to do it. Don't forget to subscribe and Apple Podcasts on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. As I said, we're back on Monday to talk waiver wire pickups, and some of them will be trade deadline related waiver wire pickups. So thanks to all of you for listening. Steve, take, thanks for taking the time on a completely wild day. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.